It's a rough day, a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, rough in this capacity. So I can say this since my wife never listens to the podcast. Well, at least your wife knows you have a podcast. Mine doesn't even know that. She, she's she been dropping hints about a fourth kid. No way. And I said, I just text her back, less than 0% chance. Less than zero. Wow. She wants a fourth child. How old is How old is Emily? Is she childbearing uh, age 40, still? She is for she uh, she's childbearing. She's 42, but she was like, Oh, I don't wow. want to carry it. I was like, God, well, okay. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> is this a pitch to people that listening or that are listening? Yeah, right. Like, have you always first. thought you wanted to be a surrogate? Didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> no. we've got a deal for you. Dude, I literally thought and honestly I thought about it and I was like, man, I just I feel I don't have that that enthusiasm meaning i just feel like oh my god i don't have the i don't have diapers bro i don't even want a puppy never mind a child i mean and look trey trey who hasn't joined us yet hasn't had i mean just had a child but like i just don't have that i don't have that in me anymore anyway so wow when when did she drop that on you when was it literally like 45 minutes ago so no way um wow she needs a part-time job buddy well you know so waiting on is the other guys coming to join us. I don't know. I don't care. Let's just roll. Okay. <laughs> so we'll I have a start. full day of videography going on here today. You do. Yeah. We did that. We did some of that yesterday as well. That was, uh, yeah. that's cool. Did, uh, oh, Nate's in town with Nate's three. here. Yeah. Nate's yeah. with me. Cool. Yeah. He wants to go out like on the beach, like later today and like ask people random dental questions. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. That would be like, for instance, give me an example of that. Like, so like he has on his phone, like a bunch of smiles of celebrities and he's going to go around like kind of gonzo style, like going up to people like, Hey, do you know who this is? Or who's, you know, 50 cent and, and Lizzo and freaking Sarah, Jessica Parker, like all these Clint Eastwood, everybody and just say, do you know who the smile is? And how recognize oh, really? people are for smiles. Yeah. So like, look, it, that's gimmicky, but it's content that gathers people's attention. So Craig's like, funny. I, I know I, I want to be like the four steps when choosing a cosmetic dental provider. He's like, right. listen, let's just do this. So like, that was kind of part of my presentation at summit. You know, when I did my little breakout on marketing was lit, like literally attention is the currency. And when you figure mm-hmm. that out, right, don't get so focused on a sales perspective i know yeah, the problem is videography is so expensive peter and you want like you have this 90 second thing and you want to be like and why we're the best and right. we do it this way and we do it that way so it's and you want uh, it, it to feels counter right. perfect and polished the, the way you envision it and the irony is that a lot of the stuff that performs best meaning best meaning it gets the most eyeballs is stuff that's raw Right. Um, it's stuff that's entertaining. I mean, look at like, look at Constantino or Constantine, the guy right. who was dancing. Richard, doing, Richard Constantine. Yeah. He had nothing about dentistry except he looks good and he was like doing a dance and he wound up on Ellen. Right. I mean, talk, you know, his business boomed from that, it had nothing to do with that. So you're right. If it, attention is the, is the market who can get the attention, but mm-hmm. it does feel counterintuitive to me having these videographers, I really want to highlight the benefits of the practice and why we're different. And <laughs> and, and part of me, and see if you felt this way, Craig, I kind of felt like that stuff was beneath me. Meaning, oh yeah. Okay. Meaning, well, it feels, like, it feels like trickery. Down, you know, I'm not going to do this, this TikTok 
dancing and all this stuff. I have a doctorate. It's serious business. And dentistry is a, is a serious business, right? right? So like, it's that catch 22. It's like, do you want attention or do you want to be serious and, and, uh, and not busy? <laughs> well, it's also just being you and every dentist that I, I'm oh, thinking about in my head right now has a very different feeling and vibe. And, you know, there's, there's, there's really heavy hitter cosmetic dentists in big cities and they're not doing TikTok. So it's like, it depends that there's a flavor for everyone, but, um, I agree with you. Well-crafted message is not as important as something that people want to see. So the most important thing is, do people want to see it? And I mean, one thing that we've all learned from social media is that a, a well-done cat, like swiping at a, his owner or her owner is more, more, um, can spread faster than a perfect message, a sales pitch. It's for sure. I think we're, uh, we're sold to so much too, Peter. We're sold to more than ever before. So we just tune that crap out. The other thing is, I'm going to add Trey in here. The other thing is. Trey, how, how nice of you to join us. Okay, we're rolling live, so don't don't say anything crass. Yeah. Well, just, gonna, just don't, don't be you, Trey, by the way. That's what I was saying. The other thing I was going to say, Craig, on this is that, you know, I have hired videographers in the past when I when I was trying to kind of do do things. And it was really, I thought really I could just check the box by like, I, I hired a professional film crew, crew and, they, and they're just going to get it done. What I didn't learn is that the secret sauce isn't so much in who can push the record button and who has good equipment and who has good lighting. It's the choreography yeah. of that. Meaning, are they good at extracting information? Are they making someone feel good? Do they have ideas like they just gave that's, you? Like, that's what you're paying for. That's you're what you're paying for. But Craig, right. I, used to, I used to just literally right. hire film crews in my town and i was like god this is such a dude you should have you seen my old my videos i used to run on tv they had like scripting everything down like a fucking motion picture and everybody said the same thing and they were real patients by the way they said holy smokes you got the best actors it pissed me off that was when i was spending thirty five thousand dollars a month that's on when was crush, crushing you and yeah. making you go home in the mirror and say yeah hey, hey craig i want you to go home and say yeah, like yourself in the mirror. And just Craig Spodak and paying $35,000 a month on. But that, that was that is, Pables so, local restaurants. By is the way. fine. If you're listening to this and you want to dip your toes into the video, either you need to be involved and the iPhone is a perfect way to do it. And we teach you kind of how to, you know, we have, we talk about this at, at Summit a lot. Or if you do choose someone, choose someone that's got some dental experience doing it because, because you will, you will leave frustrated if you just hire a random film crew, in my opinion, because dentistry is the more different. professional, the more frustrated. I think you'll probably be. Trey, have you ever, have you, have you dipped your toes into video? Yeah. Yeah. He has a great, you have a great video. Yeah. Your tippet dental me. story where you're all at the ranch, all wearing like a cowboy plaid or whatever. That was cool. <laughs> cowboy plaid, cowboy denim for sweet. Yeah. 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 We've done a lot of video. It was a great thing to do. Good. Good. All right. Well, today, today I have some, you know, as the, as the moderator, a de facto, I have some content. That Are you I the have. world's greatest moderator, Peter? I am not. That is Jason Calacanis. Can you be the world's greatest dental moderator? Would you throw yourself at number two? I would not. You Who know, is a better dental moderator than you, bud? Well, I don't know of any other pods that actually have moderation. Okay, so then you're the number one. You're the best ever. Okay. Right? I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm liking what you're trying. Let, yeah, so you're laying down, buddy. Keep yeah, on. So, so the fact that there's no other dental moderator does has nothing to do with you being the world's greatest dental monitor. Okay. So I win by default, essentially. Can you just try that out? Just try it out. It's still just, a W. That's still a W. It's still a hey, W. Dre says, take the, take the take win and move on to win. Yeah. All right. Well, as the world's greatest dental monitor. <laughs> <laughs>
Go uh, ahead. Try it out. Let's see if you get swagger. Say it as the world's go for it. Okay. We'll edit all this out, make it sound perfect. No, no, no. I don't care. You know, you know, we don't do that, Craig. I'm we, fucking we, with you. Do man. not do editing. Don't do editing. Don't take advertisement. Um, we just we should take some advertisement. That win was expensive, buddy. How um, crazy was the win? Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You gave amazing, life-changing experience to every everybody. So therefore, that don't expect don't expect a profit or anything. Craig. Yeah, we elevated the brand. There's not too many dental summits that go down at the win. Well, there's not too many that have cello, the famous DJ mixer. I know he's amazing. So if if attention is the currency in marketing, then energy is the currency of of conferences and that was something we were missing i think on previous conferences and music yeah. and the right cadence you don't know until you yeah until you do it so it's like but it was i gotta i'm gonna throw peter under the bus a little both of us under the bus so sure. we're we're here at the win 500 attendees and we have very professional summit crew that's was borrowed from a very well-known motivational speaker for the weekend and very we're large. backstage Banana. And then, yeah, we're backstage and it's a whole different level. It's like, okay, Peter and Craig, 20 seconds and 10 seconds and four, three. Peter, like we have two, three minutes before we're going on stage and Peter's like, I got to go to the bathroom. I started, I started <laughs> I I, either he puked or he had a gastric thing going on, but it was like, it was like dumb hey. and dumber. Like, are you scared? No, I'm not scared. Are you scared? You show me someone on a stage with a head headset, with a microphone, boom, microphone coming off. Telling Clipboard, me I'm on it. We have a syntax now. We have yeah. a, what is a syntax? Yeah. Isn't that from like Dr. Seuss? Oh my gosh. It's, it was uh, scary, but it, we, so, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, that was pretty, pretty funny. Uh, all right. So here's where I'm going today. That's the world's greatest dental model. We're not going to talk about oh, Summit. Craig, you and I did a recap with Randy. Uh, Trey, I didn't feel like I even saw you. but I was you know, pool. Yeah, I was, no, you weren't. You attended. I did give you a shout out live on stage. I'm sure you heard this from multiple people. Oh, I got texted left and right. I'm oh, sure. Oh. I'm like, <laughs> where is Trey Miller? I mean, Trey, Trey Tippett. And, hey, we're eating and breakfast. Like, we got a cabana. We're headed to the pool today. That was day two. Only give me shout outs on day one. I'll show up day two. Dude, it was so funny. So I'm going to give you the shout out again because I think it's worthy of being a shout out. I think it's worthy of another shout out. It's shout outable. So as you know, you know, we talk about Paraprotect or at least our hygiene. Matt Stock talks about Paraprotect. And so Trey, so so Tanya, who kind of runs Paraprotect, I don't know her exact position, but she's always involved in Paraprotect. Maybe she's the director. And so that is taught through our kind of bulletproof mastermind and bulletproof hygiene and all the things. So the leading part, she, she got in touch with me. She said, Hey, do you know the number one office in the entire nation for Paraprotect? I was like, no idea. Thinking like, hopefully she tells me it's us. And yeah, she's I was like, no, you're not even in the top 10. I was like, Ink. and she's like, it was Trey Tippett's office. I was Jeez, like, Oh Trey. my God. How did this happen? Gangster. How did that happen? Oh, we cranked that out. We do well with it. That's good for What's you. What's your man. fee for it? Yeah. I don't know. Nine, I knew you were going to say that. Something like that. Can you text Morgan? Can I text Morgan? Yeah, go for it. Trey, you're going to have to. Now, Mariah, the one that we put in the mastermind, she's the basically becoming the director of hygiene, and she is now training other offices to do the same. So yeah, that's kind of the goal of our mastermind. To duplicate that type of situation. All question is, do you have them, Trey? Do I have them? Yes. I I everyone do. should have them. I have. Most, them. Yeah. Everyone. I will say this. Everyone has them, but 
for the same reason I don't show up at day two. I don't show up for my dental appointment to get that. <laughs> right. I'm a so you're going, you're going right for all on four tray, right? You're just going on four. No, I mean, yeah. I do that. So I have that going for it. Hey, they look good. Let's, hey. let's not, let's Come not. Close to the I want to see people. how you look. I have personal hygiene. I do have great personal hygiene. That's debatable. But, so right. here, when, when Peter and I started the mastermind, I don't think the goal was to have people that attend do better than us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. this is not cool. This is it's not embarrassing. To work out. It's embarrassing. Right? Yeah, no, it's fair. It's, it's embarrassing. Fair. You get up your game. You get up your game. Yeah, let's. That's why I didn't attend the. That's why I didn't attend. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't need to see that part, right? You're already number one. Yeah. What, you, what are you going? What are you going to learn? There you go. There you go. So wait, your fee is what now? You think two thousand? I don't think it's that much. No, it's nine hundred. Somewhere. In okay, got it. I mis I misunderstood you. Got it. Hmm. Good yeah, for and, you. And, and BP, I think there's some, co you know, we should probably know this stuff, but I think there's some, it makes it cheaper when you're a BP practice, bulletproof practice. And I don't know. We got to get Lacey to put that link in the yeah. bottom. <laughs> we are so bad with this stuff. Anyway. You so, want to know the funny thing? You know how I, mean, I have for the love of God. You, just one last story. You know how I have Periprotect? Because of Randy. So Randy says to me, you know how, like when you put the gel on your Periprotect and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't have it. He's like, what? You don't, you don't have that? And he got like mad at me and I wound up, you know, using it as well. So it's funny. And we are not sponsored by Periprotect. I know they sponsored the summit, but we're not sponsored by them. So I know this sounds like an infomercial, like other pods about Periprotect, but no, it's not, but good for you, Trey. No, yeah. Number I, I one. I can't take any credit for that. So some people push some, I've had a lot of dentists push back on that and be like, dude, it's hocus pocus. I'm like, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know what to tell you, but it's not like, it is, is freaking not. Focus. Well, I mean, listen, carbamide pro hydrogen peroxide, carbamide peroxide works great. I mean, there's a study from opalescence. I remember back in the day, opalescence with PF, with the potassium fluoride, mm -hmm. it lowered bacterial counts in the sulcus and it prevented cavities. So, I mean, if you could just think of a way to push the peroxide down subgingivally because of the design of the tray, duh, it's not rocket science. It's just a, it's not that it's a novel medicament it's a novel way to push it down yeah, it's the mechanism it. that's that's the that's the the way it works not just right. by yes i hear but it's also you, craig you wouldn't want to push 20 percent hydrogen peroxide down into your into your uh curricular area you know i don't know where my curricular area <laughs> <laughs> is this an offer what are we talking here maybe it's crevasses you don't want to push i don't know i know i have curricular well, area that's why it's a 1.3 percent let's not talk let's not talk yeah this is yeah, this is nonsense all right so I was listening to something the other day. I don't know what, where I'm going to get this from, but this is going to be a good question. I am actually going to moderate on this, meaning I am going to ask you guys questions okay? from a, from a guys who have had their ass kicked, have a lot of experience. Some of, some of the, the panel has, is the number one peri-protect provider. Some are not. Um, so in the beginning, okay. In the beginning, when you're, and when you're just out of school, let's just say, okay, you, you're expected to make mistakes. Would you agree? Agree. Agreed. Craig? Yes, of course. Agree. Agree. Okay. So, so to that, are you expected to quite frankly suck potentially and it's okay? In a generality, I would agree with that. Okay. So would you also agree that if you're five years into your career and you still stuck or suck, meaning you're still kind of stagnant, you're not, you haven't really advanced past your basic skill set, would you agree that that's probably on you? Could you be more specific? Like, no, no, like because how, I don't want to talk about, I'm not talking clinically, not okay. clinically, but I'm not, not talking clinically. I'm also not talking leadership. So it's all the things, right? Because there's growth in a hundred different ways. But what you see is, is a lot of people becoming stagnant 
right? Like they're almost exhausted from the journey. And then there's stagnation that happens of like, oh, I finally got my doctorate, right? Finally got my dental degree. And then they kind of roll into maybe someone, they get plugged into whether it's a DSO or someone else's office. And they kind of just do that for a while without expanding things that they could expand, whether it's leadership, whether it's learning marketing, whether it's learning more clinical skills, whether it's, you know, fill in the blank. I agree with that hundred percent. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you guys questions as someone who feels stuck. I am going to be the person who feels stuck with a couple questions. And I've got five questions here that I want to ask you for solutions. Okay. Okay. So again, remember that I am, well, it doesn't have to be a young, a young dental student. Let's just assume it's anybody. So Trey, I'm having a confidential conversation with you. What do I do? I'm a dentist now. What do I do if I hate coming to work? So I know you need some more context probably with like, well, I've had that, that exact conversation. Okay. I mean, that's not abnormal, very common and coming from a position of, of mine really more than just really just experience more so in time than anything else. Okay. The first thing I do is talk about burnout. So it's identifying the fact that you're burned out. Now let's identify why we're burned out. Let's talk about what got you here. What, what's going to get you out. And can I stop you there for just one second? I'm sorry. Yes. Moderators should not do that. But like, how soon do you think someone could experience burnout quickly? You do. I do. And the reason is, is I think some people are not chasing or not aware as they should be. And they don't necessarily, they're not chasing a challenge. They don't feel challenged Mm -hmm. or think of how many new docs get out of school and take a job that don't have a mentorship. So they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So they're trucking along, doing all the things, going off of whatever they were taught from either a textbook or a professor in school, or they're just, they're winging it. They're winging it and going down that path. And then all of a sudden you're two, three years down the road doing the exact same thing, feeling you've made no progress. You watch colleagues maybe excel beyond that, or at least you think you, you they are. And, and then you're not sure where to turn to for questions or answers. So I think there's a lot of things that play into that that can happen quickly if you don't have the right setup. And really it's mentorship. And it doesn't have to be over the shoulder. I'm in the office mentorship there. Something like Bulletproof counts. It's You can seek knowledge, but some people don't know to do so, especially at the beginning of their career. Very good of that answer. Do you think that, that people, how many, how many people do you think show up, don't like coming to work or not happy because they they're, don't like the choices of dentistry that they made, meaning dentistry is being the profession, right? I, think- like, I thought I would like it. I'm really into it now. I went through school and I'm just going to do it. Or do you think it's more of what you said, right? Lack of fulfillment, lack of challenge, lack of mentorship, lack lack of a good goal, lack of a cha- you know all the things. I think I think obviously lack of those things I think is probably the predominant of that. This is me just spitballing here, but of course I think there are definite definitely people, some of which I know, that just got out and thought I thought it was going to be this, and it's mm, not. Yep. Okay. And, and at that point, you pivot or you don't. I mean, Correct. You, you, Love that, Trey. That's a very good. I'm going to keep it somewhat pithy. Yeah. Love that. Craig, what do so, I do? What if I do if I hate coming to work? So I was just listening to what you guys were doing. And since you're now the world's greatest dental moderator, I was actually quiet, which is very rare for me. And, and I think that there's something else at play. I think that human beings are just wired to be moderately unhappy. You know, it's just what, it's what has human beings develop. It's what has, has us invent and become the most 
inventive, restless species. We, we do amazing things because I think there's a wiring in us that's always just not incredibly happy, but not sad, just moderately unhappy. It makes us change our environment. And what I've learned through Bulletproof and helping people and the career that I've chosen, this, this thing that we do, is that people sometimes just need a reminder of the progress they have made. So the one thing that makes people most happy in life is progress just being a little better than you were before. But most of us don't have a reality around the progress we've made. We don't see the tree that we planted growing. We need snapshots of it. So it's like you see your kids from five years ago and see how small they were. And you can appreciate their growth. So I think the burnout thing, and at least in my experience, when I start winding it down and boiling it down, rather reducing it, is like, don't you look at what you've done. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like, Randy would say to me when I, or us, if we were thinking about selling our businesses, like that value was always there. You just didn't know it. So I I have had people that were saying I'm burnt out. I opened up my own practice. I was making more as an associate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, did you pay down your principal? Yeah. I paid down a hundred grand in principal. Okay, good. So is your practice worth more? Yeah, it's worth more. Okay. What about this? What about that? And they realize it's almost like an aha moment. Like I'm further ahead than I think. And I think we as human beings have a tendency to just mislabel our surroundings, not saying that the feeling isn't real. I know how people feel, but it's it's somehow a little bit of a stretch of the truth to really, you have to point, you have to paint your, your situation in a less favorable and less realistic light in order to truly be burnt out. So I think progress in a nutshell is not oftentimes as readily measured, but it's there. And that progress will keep you happier. So people feel like they're working and they're not moving. The rock is not being pushed up the hill. But if they had someone else to help them point it out, remember how you started out? Remember this? Remember the challenges? So how do you recommend quantification of that, right? For those of us who aren't good at taking inventory of the progress, how do you you recommend like that being the antidote to, you know, if you're saying this is kind of the antidote for not liking where you are, right? Well, like you're showing up for work. How do you recommend this? Well, the thing that I think is once you're in the moment, it's kind of hard because you can't see it. You don't have any waypoints for your own personal growth, but a goal, a written goal, like I would love to make $250,000 a year and work three days a week as a clinical dentist or four days a week as a clinical dentist. And you write that down as part of like a plan, a game plan. And then you get there and you see it and then you're like, oh shit, I'm actually working two and a half days a week and I'm making 255. And then you realize, okay, well, I really want to make 350 and work two. And then, so if you write these things down, you have waypoints because personal development and progress, there's no waypoint. You don't know where you've come from. It's so I funny think- you mentioned this. I love this, Greg. You guys are both kind of, you guys are both kind of converging on kind of the same thing. And I think it's, um. so I've got a story with one of my good buddies who runs the 29029 event. What's that? Sorry. 29029 oh, is with Jesse Itzler and, and Mark, my buddy who, who, um, yes, they essentially have, it's not a race actually, Craig, they give you 36 hours. They rent out a ski mountain and then you climb up and ride the gondola down. For Did the, they just do this like last it, week? Well, yeah, but it's been, it's been, there's been 20 of them. Let's just call it. But yes, there, there are various ski slopes in the summer. And so anyway, very hard event, you know, it was probably a 60%, 70% finish rate, right? It's just, it's difficult. So where I'm going with this is Mark is built for, he is an extreme athlete, meaning you look at him and he's just built for that. He's, he's actually done hundred milers, you know, so those, those people who are built different and, and he came like recently, he's also in my YPO form and, and 
I'm not sharing anything that, that wouldn't be that he wouldn't share. But I'm just he he came and he said, Hey, I really am just feeling now. Granted, he's like this ultra athlete, like perfect fit body. And he's like, I'm feeling very unfulfilled that don't have something that I'm training for, right? There was no purpose. There was no, there was no goal. And, and so he actually was like, usually I'm used to setting up races or I'm used to setting up events to do. And granted, he, he does this for, that's his work, 29, 29, but he didn't have something that he was, he was quantifying an event to say, Hey, I'm making progress towards X goal. So Craig, just like you're saying, right, write down what you want to do, reverse engineer it, and then take inventory as you're, as you're getting closer to that metaphorical mountain. Um, would you agree with that, Craig? A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, all, of, first... all of this takes self-awareness though. And I think that's the big key piece to recognize Craig, what you said of, yeah, there, you, you might be geared to not see those waypoints and you need to, you know, push to the next one and push to the next one, but you also got to figure out where the way, like which waypoints are you headed? You know, what but, sucks is you don't develop self-awareness though. At least I did no. until I was in my forties. No, I, uh, I, I agree. I think- a long-term journey i actually feel counter to what you're saying i think we could have had we been a part of this sounds so egoic i hate saying it but like had we been a part of our mastermind like ours and had the hard questions asked of us like peter like if if some if you would have been this 28 year old you know peter bolden and you would have been in the mastermind like what do you really want to create well i'm going to be the best cosmetic dentist ever i'm going to get fagd whatever all these certifications i'm going to get acd and be like their head head honcho there and then it would have whittled down to like hey if i could tell you that you'd open more practices and not ha- not be able to practice would you be okay with that and you would have said well could i like it's make a more very money? good point and this goes to your office and, and you know what you would have said by the way you would have said wait wait no no i don't really love doing the dentistry i would like to build a hundred offices i'm like okay let's i do love it. no i know but like you you would be ready to exchange it totally you, i know you would have a 20 so here's where here's where i love what you're just saying is that in your office and you guys correct me if i'm wrong on the come up especially when you're growing you like you need to be looked at as the person who has it all figured out right you know you have the answers Craig, don't jump in and say, well, like, yeah, but that you shouldn't have to do that. I'm just saying in our faults, we kind of like, okay, I need to look perfect. I need to look like I'm a good leader. I need to look like I'm a badass clinician. I need to have it all figured out because I am the captain of this ship leading all these people, you know, leading my team essentially. And then you go home and you pretty much have to do the exact same thing, right? Be the strong man or woman in the household. Have it look like you had it all figured out. You are buttoned up. And so guess where, where do you ever get to share your vulnerability? And so Craig, like you're saying, finding a group where people are rooting for you with, with authentic, just, you know, authentically rooting for you, I should say is good where you can, where you can be vulnerable, whether or not you're in, you know, an EO forum or a bulletproof forum or a study club where you actually can't, well, study clubs are are tough because you can't really share your vulnerabilities with dentists who live in your town, right? Heaven forbid, you know, they might use that against you too close. But oh, you but have I, the FMR done by Dr. Tippett. Oh, yeah. He's going, oh, through, right he's going through a rough time right now. I, I know that, right? You know, he's going through a rough time. <laughs> the old dental firing squad being the circle, yeah. right? Yeah, we trash each other. All right. So moving on, moving on. Second question. My team has so much drama and it's making me miserable. Trey. All right. So that's the, that is what everyone says of, and I'll just rephrase that. I just can't stand, you know, the staff. The staff are all my problems. They're all mm-hmm. my problems. It's people problems. And 
my answer to this is not as kind or as forgiving. It's we are in a people business and you don't get to avoid it. You don't get to run from it. You can't hide from it. You're in the middle of it. You have to dive in and you have to address those issues and, you know, and building a team, being part of a team, the inspiration of you as an individual, those are things that you, you're, that's how you build your practice. And uh, we talk a lot about culture index on this, but culture index is one of many psychometrics you can talk about to, you know, you can use disc or uh, what's the other one preferred index or something. There's other, some other index too, but a lot of ways you can try to try to quantify it and put data towards it, but you got to go in and especially in a single practice, you are the leader de facto. If you, if you shouldn't be, or you can't be, there might be someone else that takes that spot. But if there's nobody that stands up and leads, they look to you as a de facto leader. So, okay. And that so goes for the associate. That's, kind of that's, too. that's the fine. Doctor. But like, how does that, how do you, I understand that you're the de facto. That didn't help. Like I came to you as my battle cries. Hey, Trey, my team has drama. It's making me miserable. How do I stop this? And you're just saying, suck it up, right? Lean in. I mean, yeah. I, in, in less, in less I'm like, words. Yes. I'm going to like Craig's answer better because I kind of heard it when you were on your pool day, by the way, because someone kind of asked this in the audience and Craig gave the, hey, grab this. Craig, go ahead. Yeah, so, so, so what happens is human beings are messy and you put enough of them together and they do really bad things to each other. And there's no difference in your dental office. And human beings also have a need to we're kind of like, we're like violent apes. We want a war with each other. And when someone is upset, uh, the easy thing to do is to get people to support their, their conflict. So, Hey, Dr. Tippett, you know what Stephanie did, Stephanie, blah, 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 blah. You go talk to Stephanie and Stephanie's like, well, it's actually Becky. Cause Becky did blah, 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 blah. And now you are the conduit for this office drama you have just by listening to it so it's gossip really when someone doesn't want to go to directly to the person that's involved in a constructive manner it's gossip the only reason is they want to make themselves feel better by telling you just like the way your daughter and your son slap each other and then both run to you like he hit me first no she hit me first yes. so we have to recognize that by listening by just lending an ear you're not being supportive you're actually being destructive because mm. if you went to peter right now trey and said you know craig's being a total blah 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 and blah 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 and then you both come to me i feel super ganged up on and attacked so the first step in limiting the drama is to set some ground rules and like in our office one of our core values is open honest and constructive criticism you know or dialogue open no not criticism i'm sorry open honest and supportive communication so as part of that we always take our upsets to the party that's directly involved and i think just in any relationship all three of us are married a lot of our listeners are married or in long-term committed relationships the, the the most difficult thing in our relationships is communication and uh, those types of things need constant practice so what we do in our organization is when stephanie complains to becky if you're listening to that you're going to take stephanie directly to becky and say hey let's work this out and it's typically not that that big of a deal to work it out the problem is that stephanie went to dr tippett and ratted me out and now you're trying to sway dr tippett and the whole office against me that elicits this primal war thing that we love to do we're doing it all over the world right now i mean if there's wars all over the world there'll be wars in your dental office it's just part of the thing that human beings are messy creatures 
I've seen people on ski so slopes. Being, so stop being the conduit information between two yes. that are conflicting. That is extremely destructive. And I know you're not, not a gossiper, doctor, that's listening to this. I know you don't gossip. But when you listen to gossip, gossip means you're talking about another person while they are not there. You are giving oxygen you're and creating more of a problem. So you have to stop. I know you want to be supportive, but when Stephanie comes to you this afternoon and says, you know, hey, let's go talk to her right now. Let's settle this. Let's figure this out. I know you both care about this practice and you care about the patient. What can we do to make this, this better right so now? So instead of being the conduit, you actually kind of serve as almost a mediation like person has been like, hey, let's yeah, go talk you, to her. You stop it though, Pete, because they they didn't want to go to each other. They wanted to triangulate you. Right. And, when and, you the, start, people, yeah. and the people, Craig, I'm guessing the people who hate who who are in this position of being, being the conduit and they and they know it. I'm talking to them. They don't like being there. And this is a way to not only A, stop the drama, but A, stop putting them in the situation. Because guess what? Sally. And Karen, who have issue with each other, they both know that if they gripe to you, the conduit, all you're going to do is grab them and take them to the other person. So potentially, potentially this, this starts solving or training the culture in your office to be autonomously solving problems, right? Open and yeah, honest it's communication. All in, the, all in the way we respond to our teams, we're training them. Do you hear so, this a lot, guys, on, with practices about drama? Trey, you do a lot? I heard a lot. Yeah, it's constant. And by the way, this doesn't remedy it in and of itself. You still have to actively work yes, on it. Yes, but you're... I don't think this is unique to dentistry either, by the way. No, of course not. No, no it's, it's unique to human beings. Right. Human okay. beings, we like to fight for fun. And that's just, you know, this is what happens. But we're always training our teams in the way we respond. If someone comes to you and you're the nucleus of everything that happens in your office and you're constantly giving them the solution to every problem, you are going to get yourself a job that you don't want. You are going to be the center fulcrum point of everything from the broken mm -hmm. copier to the angry patient. You have to start. I know it sounds gimmicky, but when Stephanie comes to you and says, Hey doc, such and such is not working. Well, instead of saying, well, this is what you should do. Hey, Stephanie, what do you think you should do? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. Okay, well, what do you think I would do? I know exactly what you'd do. Okay, well, why don't you try that? And you're not being tongue-in-cheek. It's not being disrespectful. And I'm making a very short example of a longer dialogue. But we can either, and I listen to friends that are on the phone all the time with their, you know, I have a friend of mine that's a GC, and I'm listening to the conversations he has with sub, his subcontractors and how he's playing this game of operator of like angry plumber. And they call us the angry electrician. I'm like, why are you in the middle? Why don't you get them to talk together? So I think by virtue of the way we start a business that we are the nucleus of everything and we are the, the person that gets everything done as a business matures, the ultimate goal of a business is to be autonomous and self-sufficient. A business when it grows up should run by itself. So it's your duty as the leader owner of the business to think of a way to replace yourself in every possible way. And the fulcrum of the dialogue of gossip is one of the major destructive forces that you're a part of. Yeah, I would say it's probably one of the big contributing factors to doctors eventually selling their practices, right? Just getting to a place where you're just fed up with that. I mean, I'm not saying it's, look, I'm not gonna put huge preference on that, but it's definitely a contributing factor to be like, I can't deal with this drama anymore. Yeah, I just want to really, do the dentistry. I, I just want to do the dentistry. dentistry. I deal well, with that, that's magnified. I, I agree with that 100%. And the reason is, is because that never stops. 
yeah. that that's not a, a, a destination you never arrive at the point <laughs> yeah. where everyone's perfect and everyone's got there gotten there because then you have a change in team or a flood else. everybody's working towards the perfection but no one ever reaches it so you're right and that goes back to lean in you got to lean into this you gotta you gotta you take this learn this stuff, stuff right like i was talking to my kids they take my kids to school in the morning mm -hmm. and and it's my time with them to talk and so i was having this conversation and we were just playing around and i said and last night, my son and I, we changed a tire and it's like a little electric bike. And it took me a lot longer than I expected it would take because it has an engine, a motor back there and all this stuff. Right. And so I was like, I'm going to do this, but you have to watch me. I'm not going to do it for you while you go play. You have to watch me and do some of it. And he was like, okay. And so we were talking about that on the way to school this morning. And, and I was saying, you know, Amzie, it's, I was talking to my oldest daughter and I was like, you know, the stuff you're learning at school is great. And we were saying how like math and science are probably the things that are really important to learn because like reading is good, but like it just helps you comprehend stuff. So I was like, I want you guys to really be good at math and science. I'm getting to my point. Bear with me. So I said, you know, it'd be really cool is if there was like a camp or a secondary school where you guys learned how to, how to, how to have conflict resolution or read a PL or balance a checkbook or do, do your taxes or learn body language or learn how to change a tire or learn how to change your oil or learn how to start yeah. a fire, right? Yeah. All these life skills that like, we're ju they're just not getting in their education, in their education okay. and drawing it back to dentistry, right? No one gave us this. I never had conflict resolution class in dental school, right? No, they don't teach it. Never had body language course. I never had human psychology and it was you just never like, had a fulfillment course. You never, never had a course on how to be fulfilled. And I told it, told you this at summit, but like I'm, I'm interviewing these really fancy private schools in the area. And I asked the same thing, like, what do you do for mental wellness to mm. which the answer has been twice now, two different schools. We have a psychiatrist on staff. So I'm like, Oh, I'm not talking about like breakdown and crisis management. I'm talking, are you teaching the students about fulfillment and contribution and mental wellness, things that make you happy as a human being? So the only thing they have is the pathology of it. So if you're having a crisis, yes, we have something to support you, but we're not preventatively teaching this. Just if, like there's no preventative health. You know, we're any, still- If any if any philanthropist listening, I know there's a place in Florida that's got about a hundred acres. I can set up life camp. This is a place- Yeah, hundred, yeah. hundred acres. Yeah. It's free, right? It's free. It's free. It would be free because of yeah, all- Yeah, definitely things. free. And yeah, the land is free. Yeah. All right, moving on to the third. That, that, was, that was great. Third question. And this is going to be a little bit of a tangent, but I, I've been hearing this a lot from, from dental, dental counterparts. My body hurts and I am just tired of doing dentistry. Oh yeah. Uh, this yeah. is, this is part Maybe. two of the same thing. Your first question, although more specific, but Craig's answer is basically you got to take care of your mind. This part is you got to take care of your body. They go, they go, they work in tandem. So have, have you guys ever been through points where your body doing dentistry sure yeah you both have. once in my career once <laughs> that that rough ipr no i had a lot of pain i had a neck injury it was terrible i needed a neck injury all right so it was interesting craig that i think this draw um who was uche's he brought his oh, grace guy, yeah grace, grace right and she was there you know at summit when we were kind of like after hours and she was like she's a massage therapist but she's very specialized in her therapy and she was showing like how dentists have these you know pronation of the hips and these psoas and all these things because we're in these repetitive positions right and you just think look when you're 26 and you get out of dental school like i just felt very bulletproof already from a body perspective right i could go out i could, I could ride a bike 
100 miles or whatever, and I could go do a full day at work. I was never sore, you know, but eventually that repetition, inflammation of aging catches up with you and you forget that needs to be augmented into your curriculum. Like you're, you're actually, it needs to be time dedicated to that, whether it's flexibility or a chiropractor or doing sit-ups because we all know like the ab thing, right? From, from a dentistry perspective is so big. So I'm going to ask a question again. I want you guys to say like, here's the things that I would do if your body was hurting. I guess depends on where your body's hurting, but Hey guys, my body hurts doing dentistry. What do you recommend? I think the two things, which I think is a recommendation across just not just this, but the two things I would move directly to is mobility and strength. Okay. Good. Good. And if you don't know where to start with it, go get a trainer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I think the, you know, like obviously to fix a problem, you have to have leverage over the problem. You know, you have to, the, the effect of not fixing it has to be greater um, pain than fixing it. And we all know physical fitness and health are things that are very difficult for most people. Some people and, say, Craig, sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. some people say like at a certain point, like, oh, it's just, it's just the way it is. Right. And at what point is that the way it is? Meaning is it your fifties, is it your sixties, is it your seventies? Well, I have people that say, you know, I'm 35 now and it's just really hard to keep the weight off. And I'm like, look, I'm like 52. Like, so I, yes, it is. It is the dialogue at your circle. If you are the most fit person in your circle, you're probably going to get less fit over time. If you're the least fit in your circle, then you're going to get more fit over time. I mean, I was, uh, I was in Spain when I, you know, for a week on the boat, or, you know, a, a week boat trip and my best friend's wife, my best friend, Michael, his, his wife, Eliana, like literally laid into me. I, I, did I tell you this? Yeah, you did. Like, you did. Yeah, she's like, she's like, Craig, you are like, you like, look at you. She like started zooming in on pictures because it was in a boat and I was shirtless. And she's like, look at how you look five years ago. And I mean, it was loving, but it was very harsh. And I was 207 when I got back from Spain. I'm 193 now. I've never in my life lost 14 pounds. Trey, you just lost a shit ton of weight, right? So it's like, the dialogue of like, oh, well, you're 40, oh, you're 50, or you're 60, you should be like this. It's a fixed mindset and you have to be able to identify, you know, with, with pain points that are going to be enough leverage to make you change it. For me, it's my children. I want to stay active. Mm. I also care about the way I feel and look. And I wore a continuous glucose monitor and got some scary stuff at the Cleveland Clinic when I went. And it's a wake up call. But, you know, health is very easy to take for granted. And we're stuck on, you know, trading, you know, money for health and trading time for health. And then when you lose your health, you're like, shit, like, what is it to be a bulletproof dentist and to make money and do everything if you don't have your health? It's nothing. It's a fool's errand. Yeah. We were kind of talking, Trey, because this is this, I think this hit home for both Craig and I, we were talking to Uche after we actually had dinner with, with him and Grace after just spontaneously, they were sitting near us and just invited him over. And so we we're talking about how it's the one thing that really should be added into the bulletproof pathway. And almost like, you know, how fulfillment tray, when you get all the way down, it's like, do all this stuff, all marketing, culture, all, you know, recapture, and then, and then KPIs, and then assess where you are in a fulfillment as a human. Wellness. Yeah. Yeah. And then we thought that it should be one tangent, tangent near that is like, how are you doing with wellness? Right. And, and that includes physical, that includes mental. And so it was like, are you being intentional? as that, as you are doing intentional as your marketing, as intentional as your CE. I would agree. You know, you know, I think my that's a phenomenal by, idea. You know, it's my trap, by the way. Body. So, so body. launching yeah, wellness. <laughs> so, you know, you know, gotta be honest with you guys. The reason okay. why I let my physical fitness or my wellness kind of slip is because 
in my office, I'm with 50 people and they're average and, you know, and I mean, they're, I love my team, but you know, when you go to get a good sampling of what the average American is they're we're not doing well, holistically, mm. we're, we're extremely overweight. We're extremely unhealthy. We're eating shit foods. So I'd go in my office and I'd see, you know, half the people eating Chick-fil-A on a daily drinking sodas and, you know, not able to run a half mile. And they're young. They're like, you know, 28 to 35 and 40. And I'm like, shit, I'm doing, I'm doing great. So my, my, I was slowly accommodating to this feeling that I'm fitter than those people Yes, that got me where I was. And I, I really let myself go and thank God my friends are fit and healthy and they care about what they're doing. And that was my saving grace. But I was just like better than that. If you go to Disney World right now, if you can walk your even in Vegas, there's so many people walking with canes because they're so morbidly over overweight, morbidly obese. Yeah. The cool thing is like none of us have it all figured out, right? None of us are saying being like, oh, we should like we're not saying we're the we're the epitome of wellness or anything in this aspect, physically, mentally, all these things. But I think it's I think our stage in life, we're very conscientious about it. And I think you can't start that too early as I guess. My yes. Sense. Yeah. I remember, like investing, I remember, like investing as well. It's like the earlier you can invest in, in your health and your finances, the better it pays a compound interest. Oh well, yeah. I was about to say it's compound interest that does not just apply to finance. It applies yeah, to every other be, aspect of your life. I think honestly, like, and even like going back to Uchi, we were talking about like a wellness retreat because we were like, oh, maybe we should bolt it on and do something on, you know, on the first day of the summit or something. I was like, you know, that just seems like a bolt on. Maybe there should be some kind of like event where people go and get educated. They get well, they have discussions about it. Right. And maybe it's just like-minded dentists. And so I don't know, we thought that'd be pretty cool. Uh, thing I was going to, there was one more thing I was going to say, oh, Trey, you said something about flexibility. And I think. That is the number one thing, right? I would probably, those, those dentists who, 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 I would love if there's a dentist out there who does yoga, I would want to know if you practice pretty much pain-free, um, you know, and yoga, just a way to kind of get lots of flexibility. I don't love going to it. I don't like sitting there in hot rooms and all that stuff. So what I, what I do typically is go to, so, you know, like those stretch labs and stuff like that. Have you all ever done those? Those Yeah. It's like lazy men's yoga. You get stretched yeah, for you. I love it. You. Yeah. I love it. But it's, stretch I mean, zone it's or whatever. It's, right? But it's, it's a great, at least it gets makes Craig where I'm going is it makes my calendar and it makes me do it versus, Hey, I should go, I should go do this, put it on my calendar. I make the appointment and I go to it and I feel a lot better. So anyway, advice is phenomenal. Yeah. Yep. It's really, and especially now, I think that's the thing I wake up, you wake up and you're like, wait, how did, I didn't go to bed with this ache. How do I, how yeah. do I how's my, yeah, my dad always says that, you know, you're old when you wake up, you go to bed, funny, wake up injured. <laughs> yeah but, but i think i think flexibility is the antidote and you look at guys like uchi i ask uchi how old are you and he's like i'm not telling you i was like yeah he won't tell old? us yeah so he's like i know like 30 years ago he was 60 so shut up i'm kidding with you <laughs> <laughs> man he looks phenomenal yeah, all right he but he's also been a competitive bodybuilder his whole life i, I think pay that. attention to your friends i think is one of the things that i'd like to if you know if, if you eat, just just make sure that your friends are fit too. get into okay. circles where people are fit <laughs> So I, drop I, your fat friends. Yeah, just tell them drop your fat, fat poor friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or challenge them in a way, like kind of Trey, how you and I taunt each other with our ruck packs, right? Or 50 pound ruck packs. Well, you know, like maybe make a challenge where it's not dropping them, but it's like, hey, I'm I need to do this. You need to do this. Yeah. So on our group chat, on our group chat, guys, on our on our fearsome foursome, post every day a picture of your physical activity. 
it'll it'll just by virtue of 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 doing that it'll in, law. yeah 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 that's exactly right yeah. But Treasure there were many days where I didn't want to go do, put on 50, that 50 pound pa- cement bag on my back and go walk. But I was like, oh, Trey's going to. I love it. I was thing. waiting in the wings. Trey's going to do it today. He's going to taunt me. To say I some really thing. bad shit to you. Yeah. I would, And then I had to, I stopped Trey just so we, you know, I got COVID again. This is my third time now. Is so. that a thing? Dude, I got it. I got wiped out again. Really? Was it bad? Yes. It wasn't bad. You know, it's never been bad. Uh, but, you know. Was um, that COVID at the lake house when I talked to you a while back? Yes, that okay. was. Yeah, I was getting back into it. Can you? Can well, you it was actually right that? before summit. I went and had an IV, and yes, so I just felt like you know it is is brain brain. Only the bad thing about COVID for me, all three times that I've had it, it's been brain fog. But we can't talk about this. Let me tell you why. Yeah, you're gonna get flagged. We got crushed on. Oh yeah, my God. You. Oh, I want to read that review. Thank you for bringing that up. I love it. So, uh, so I I am fully vaccinated against COVID or at least I got two doses of the vaccine. And I was just talking to a bunch of friends. I'm like, you know, knowing what I know now, I would not have chosen to get the vaccine because I was told that I get the vaccine, I don't get COVID. And now I've had COVID two or three times, I got the vaccine and I'm just, if I could do it all over again, knowing what I know now, I would not do it. I would not do the, get the vaccine. So we got this review, by the way. Uh, and do you have it up, Peter? Can you read no. it? No, oh I, my god it's I'm, so damn good it's not a review that's actually yes it's a review, it's a review. yeah so I mean, check this out i don't know if you know this but we are now anti-vaxxers <laughs> i didn't realize that but i'm an anti-vaxxer so i'm a fully vaccinated anti-vaxxer so i'm just like a self-loathing person is what i am yeah, yeah every day is it's harder. like i'm a tall ha- hateful person of tall people yeah <laughs> let me see if i can find or like yeah so yeah it's wonderful it was i'll, I'll read it to you here Okay, I got it here. Okay, oh, yeah. exactly. Bulletproof podcast and anti-vax nonsense. If you want anti-vax pro RFK nonsense, this is the podcast for you. I can't imagine how these guys could be taken seriously when they question vaccines causing autism. So now, since we since we we've somehow talked about vaccines, everything we've ever done for dentistry <laughs> is null and void. <laughs> Everything. So Justin or Justine zero nine eight zero eight nine eight sounds like a, a keyboard warrior because I'd like yeah, to know your first and last name. Let's get hour. let's get Justin. Justine, I don't know who you are. Come on, come just come out because if we can't even have dialogue without without being labeled, without being labeled that is a major problem. Well, like, I think it's a pervasive problem in our society too. I know, but I would like to lean into this one. So well, that, just in a lot of directions too. You got your political. Oh, well, we did talk. Remember when we were talking about RFK, you know, and we were just talking about his standpoint. And so, for whatever reason, he he wants he wants vaccines according to what he says. He wants them tested. He wants peer reviewed long term data on it. But listen, I just think it was really cool. So I would really welcome. I'm not kidding, Justin. I guess it's Justin. Please uh, reach out. We'll get you. I want to. I want you guys to guess. Right. We're gonna. This is related to this, and this is gonna be my my battle cry for bulletproof listeners to help when you get a bad review in your practice what is the ratio let's say you get a one-star review like we just got what do you think the ratio is that you have to to squash it how many positives how many positives do you think is the studies say i think a lot how many can i guess first please 20 okay trey 20 that's high i don't know no i would go higher 
Jeez, if I'm okay. if I'm thinking research. Yeah, research. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out fifty and let's see what Holy this is. Shit. Okay. One of you is too low and one of you is too high. The answer is forty. Oh geez. All right. So, so maybe Justin perfect together. So yeah, you, <laughs> the Goldilocks. One one of your porridge was too hot and cool. The Goldilocks answer is forty. So so we need forty said, reviews. We need to forty pauses reviews. So if we've ever done freaking thing for you, like if you got one little pearl for us once upon a time, leave a review. It's so hard to find where to leave a review. By the way, for a damn podcast. I don't, I don't, I still have not figured this out. Anyway, we're getting so on. This one came through Apple Podcasts. Yeah. So can you help us squash this one? Oh my God. The one star anti vax <laughs> nonsense, please. So we need 40 people. Can we actually get 40 people? I don't know if we have 40 listeners. Yeah, I think we have 35. But if you're listening right now, go on Apple Podcasts and help us out. Yeah. And we are not anti vaxxers. And, and no, I'm, not a hateful person nor a conspiracy theorist. the one who pulls you know you guys always talk about me in the tin hats so maybe he was addressed maybe i was the one it was addressed. yeah then write peter a personal review at peter you suck anti-vaxxer direct this where it belongs yeah direct yeah, exactly exactly <laughs> all right <laughs> next question for the, my panel here my, my by the way trey were you vaccinated for covid i was you freaking anti-vaxxer <laughs> and i know dwight oh so that is you by the way peter you're the one who chose not to get vaccinated for uh, i've never publicly declared that but thank you thank oh. you so here now comes, we really you really oh there's look at dwight showing up at the last minute dwight dwight That's Dwight, you walked into a shit storm you did is that not normal hey you guys, you guys just casually show up to this, show up to my podcast whenever you feel like it. Just come so on, Dwight. In. We got this bad review, and I don't want to dwell on it, but that we're anti-vax nonsense. How are you? How are you? Fifty-seven minutes in. Well, I don't know, bud. Oh, you, you know what it is? It's called. You live in Texas, and you're you, full time. An hour early. You, they didn't tell you. They didn't tell you. I'm going hmm. off of the Google Calendar, which is hmm. exactly what it hmm. says. We all did that too, bud. But it looks like you got Texas time mixed up with the Eastern Coast time. All right. Hey, well, I'll it, see it, you hey. later. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave now. Actually, Dwight, I need you. I need you. I need you, actually. So you're just gonna have to you're just gonna have to quickly come up to speed. All right. Let's go. Guys, my panel. We are we talking vaccinations? No, we're not. No, we're not. not. I want to no, we're talking hatred of Craig. I want to talk that shit. Anymore. I think it was hatred of Pete, by the oh, way. Yeah, that's right. Pete. I'm sorry. I get confused. That's we're we're losing viewership right now. <laughs> oh my god! That's yeah, we're being losing viewership and being labeled. Like I just don't want to talk about it. I didn't want Craig to bring it up. But I, I loved like it. it. I think it's great. I want to. No, it's not know. great. It, what do you mean? Want to stay away. From I like chaos. The yeah, next question. Back to my questions panel. Dwight, I'm act. I am acting as the person who is in need of y'all's help. Okay. He's okay. role playing. I am the dentist who is needing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. I feel like my cash flow is always so tight month to month, and I just can't get ahead. What am I doing this wrong? What am I? What should I be doing? Oh, that's not loaded. Oh, okay, Dwight, I'm gonna let someone else go so you can see how they 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 do. Craig, I feel like my cash flow sucks. Actually, some months it's good, some months it's bad, but I don't have a real handle on it. Like, I just I feel like I, I'm not making any progress with business, but I don't really know yeah so i don't know the numbers yes so how you feel is irrelevant because i felt like i was doing very poorly and to discover that i'm doing well and i felt really good about myself to discover i'm doing very poorly so it works in both ways i've you know 
taken my ass off the business for a while and just my bank account. And, you know, it's like the curse of being successful. You know, you, you just take your eyes off of it. So I don't think you should ever feel about numbers. You should look at your numbers. And I think having a goal for profitability and a goal for cash, bare, bare minimums of cash flow, I think is a better way to navigate than see how it lands at the end of the day. And unfortunately, as Dennis, we're not trained for this. We we just look at how we feel if we feel like we're busy. Um, and I have a lot of doctors in my world that have been making a lot of money, but they are not busy. So meaning they have hour and two hour openings in their schedule, but they're very, very productive. They're making exactly what they want to make. And they leave or go on another insurance network and make less money, but are now busy. So they feel great. So I think doctors have a need to be a productive and also busy. And I don't have a need to be busy. As long as I'm productive, I don't care if I'm busy or not. Mm. Actually, I'd rather be productive and less busy if I had okay, my but, choice. But how does that help me who needs to know? Well, go to- know and tell me what you used to make a year ago, and what you're making now, and how much principal reduction you've put down and what other things that are non cash that have happened for you because you have I mean, to i would like to answer this even though like, the, what the, are your numbers i mean dental moderator i would like to i would you like miss that dwight peters that. now is the world's greatest dental moderator well they crowned me that dwight in your i ass. did i did all right Trey, fault. I'll, I'll expand on that from the standpoint of the first question that i would ask if you come to me and say that is do you know your numbers so let's talk mm-hmm. financials a p l right. namely specifically then okay. once we get that, it's well, that leads to push back a little bit. Okay. I don't, I don't, you know, I get it probably like, like a month after that last month closes. And like, I don't really know what I'm looking, what should I be looking at? So we're going to work on timeliness and we're going to work on knowledge of the numbers. So we, we learn about a PNL, we learn to get timely numbers. Then we learn about systems. Then we proactively put ourselves in groups like this. We seek others to discuss this and move forward. I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. Great. That's what they, great, that's what they great say next. Great answer without having to like unpack it all. Great answer. I love that actually. Because guess what? Like a lot of that, what you just said, you can YouTube things and hey, how do I read a PL? How do I do this? What should I be? I mean, there's lots of education is out there. Dwight, same question to you. The question is, I feel cash flow is so tight month to month, up and down. I can't get ahead. I don't feel like I'm getting ahead. What would you recommend? Would it be Trey's answer kind of thing? Or do you have something that is maybe eye-opening for us? Often, I think, it's funny you say this because we're all working from experience. We hear this all the time. Yeah. And it's it's where the business is them and it's not a business on its own. Mm. So they're still treating it as how much is in my bank account and how much am I spending versus not. And that's how they're relating to their dental world. And I think that the greatest thing is, is to then say, well, can we separate you from the business and figure out that whole process and then lead into what Trey is talking about? Because yes, they need to know their numbers, but they also need to understand that the business is not them. And once they start creating that separation, which we see early on in masterminds, or we see early on when people start talking to us about it, they start to realize that it has to live apart from them. And I think that's the, that's where I would start and start going towards making sure that they get educated on the why. Does that help? I love that. I love that. And, you know, some of us have a weird relationship with money and cash flow and things like this, right, Greg? And, and I think it dictates how you, your mood. I think it dictates your month. I think it can dictate, you know, you know, 
look at the people who are in, highly invested in the stock market, right? Like right. their day is, is, is a good day. Well, yeah, the S and P's up. Yeah, I hear that. So one thing I would recommend that I, that I did implement, and I'm not saying I have the answers add anything of value that more than you guys have already said. I would do think that, that when you have fluctuations like that, right? You feel rich, you feel poor, you feel, I don't know, I can't get a hold of things. But regardless, make it a system to put some some at, some type down into a different bucket. Meaning, do not leave it in your operating account. Takes take you know it's that book. What's the book called? Profit first. Profit first. Yeah. And so you pay take, yourself. Pay yourself first. Kind of taking well, it's not even maybe okay. Maybe it is pay yourself first. But 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 dislocate it from the operating account because otherwise it's it just stays and gets spent and things happen. Is what I've noticed. So as someone who's done this for now ten plus years. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be 20%. It doesn't have to be anything that's going to cause undue harm, but make it intentional the first of the month that that X amount of, of, of percent of revenue goes into a certain bucket and now it's gone. And when you don't see it, somehow you function a little bit differently, right? You figure out, you problem solve different, get more proactive with your supply. It just helps you. And then before you know it, you look back at the year and you're like, wow, I've got you know a large chunk of money sitting in this other account which then insulates you from, from the days of highs and lows and highs and lows because you have this protection built in, this, this little security blanket, if you will, right? This, this bucket to weather the storm or the bucket to keep adding to. And then right. maybe when you get to a healthy point, you're like, hey, I really, really don't feel like I'm getting ahead. And maybe you're not getting ahead because you're not making alternate investments, right? Now you have a bucket of funds that you've aggregated over the years through your, through your discipline. And maybe you can I love where this, you're going. Maybe you I can love where you're going. Real estate. Maybe you can deploy it toward. Maybe you can get some leverage, some safe leverage on that, and really start making plateaued strides in your career, as opposed to just like well, this is what I'm making. This is what I'm making. Make make leverage strides, and but but it's never going to happen by peaks and valley months. Like oh, I had a great month. I'm going to deploy and buy a building. Right. I had a bad month. Oh shit. It's never going to happen that way. And and this is just my experience. Love that, Pete. I want to just add on, I think like the function of your, you know, because what we all have is a SMB, a small, medium-sized business. The function mm -hmm. of a small business, like a dental practice, is to put out predictable cash flow. And then from that cash flow, you want to diversify it. You want to invest it so that you're not forced with this dilemma of taking this business and having to sell it. The two then, a lot of people are just in constant growth mode. And they don't live good lives because they're always strapped. They're always leveraged. They're always redeploying. And then they get to a certain point where they're maybe our age, 50 in their 50, you know, late 40s, or early 50s. And like, shit, I have to live my life. I must sell this thing now to get the cash out of it so that I can live my life. So optimize it safely so that it produces predictable cash flow and then invest that. Because I think what winds up happening for most of us, most of us dentists, own our own practices because someone told us that was a good idea to do. And now we own businesses that are not really businesses at all. They're just jobs mm. that we get to control the color of the walls and who gets fired and hired. But they're not really businesses because God forbid you break your wrist, your business goes out pretty freaking quick. If you're the sole operator in your business and you're out for 10 weeks, five months, six months, can, can your business survive? You have to let right. people go. Right. So I think it's like if you've decided to open your own practice and you have a business, but you're the sole producer, I think you have an obligation to at least backfill in mm -hmm. another set of providers so that it can be subsistent on its own. Yeah. And I want to add to some of that, please, if I can. One of the 
biggest things that I would say on top of all this. And the reason that I think, and y'all will all resonate with this because we hear it so often during the first two months and especially the first getaway for mastermind there, there are, sometimes you'll ask somebody and they'll say, I'm down on myself because what my business is doing. And these are new practices or a few years in, or they've been practicing for a long time, but they're down on themselves. And you start looking at their numbers and it's purely a comparison culture that they're stuck in. And we're looking mm -hmm. at them like, you're making what? And they're like, well, I don't have a nine location, blah, 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 or a 13,000 right. square foot. And they go down that road. And I think sometimes when they're down on themselves, it's only at a comparison. But if you actually pay attention to these practices, these people are killing it and enjoying the fruits of this industry and not realizing it, but they're seeing someone's Facebook page and they're not realizing the amount that they're in. They're like, but I'm not driving a Lambo. And I'm like, you don't need to drive a Lambo. That's not so this is why we start with the me, start the, you know, who we are at the beginning of the mastermind. And then we get in there. And how many times have you heard, oh, well, I need to open a second practice. And we're like, why? And why? And why? Well, I need to get I to want to double my all this. And then to the point where we're like, <laughs> I, I don't know. And then we hear about how much they're making now. And I'm like, trust me, if you add a second practice, your total income will likely go down oh, for yeah. the next three years. For a while. Rid of them. Yeah. And so it's like this whole mindset. And then we can get into the basics. But by that time, they're so overwhelmed. You know how much content we drive in the mastermind. And by month four, they're still stuck on the very beginning staring yeah. at themselves. Amen, yeah. Dwight. Hey, yeah. so do you guys, so we talked about kind of, you guys all mentioned investment and, and right. And your self-worth and stuff. There's there's four kind of little principles I think that people should do. Maybe this is a pod on itself. Maybe I'll we'll drop a teaser. But I was I listened to this guy named Alex Horm Alex Hormozzi. Do you ever you guys see him? Yeah. I've heard his name. Alex. Yeah, he's awesome. He so he said, look, there's a book. There's four things to to look at when you're looking at any investment. Really, these are the only four things you should look at: the yield you're given in the investment, mm -hmm. the appreciation, the downside protection. And then tax efficiencies, and right. So we look at look at your investments when you when you put the pay yourself first, the profit first into a bucket, and you're looking at an investment. You look at those four things as a okay, how how is this going to perform? And so you know, just giving frameworks for people, I think is just so, so damn good. helpful, right? Because like someone had told me that when I was 25, like, hey, look at look at your investments that you're going to do in terms of these four things, right? Yeah, and and. Maybe I'd, I'd say let's let's do a pod on that specifically because I think that's such a key yeah. piece of things we you and all four of us share when we're not recording. Absolutely. You know, we're talking about all this and all that and these investments and this real estate and this whatever, right? So I won't go there, but I think it's a I, I think one last thing too to say to this money conversation is that when we all started, we had many days, weeks, months, years of the existential threat of going out of business and defaulting and feeling that we're going to fail. And I think there's a lot of keyboard warriors and podcasters out there that, that talk to you about their successful practices. And we know because they've told us that they're not successful. They've, they've admitted that they're not successful. So this pressure from our industry saying like, this is how it's done. And these are the five easy steps. And it's not mm -hmm. easy. And when you get those bad reviews, I'm speaking to the people that haven't been in business very long, you think that your business, like like I've said with Randy, or your podcast, I'm sorry, or your podcast, you think that your business or your podcast is going to fail. Yeah, that's going to fail <laughs> completely. And you realize that we underestimate what the good can do and we overestimate what the bad will do. Right. And you just, and I think that the one thing as you get through it, I'm hoping that we can cut the time. And 
ass kicking curve down for the listener. But I don't know if that's just uh, is not able to be done because it's the suffering that makes you happy going through it, going through the unfulfillment, having the rainy day to know the good day and sunny day. I, I wonder if human beings must suffer and that or hope to cut the cut the suffering down to the time down is really as as beneficial as I would want it to be because it's like you have to go through that. I mean, I how think- many how many distinct episodes in your life did you think, oh, shit, this is going to bury me? Who here on this podcast has had at least three of those? At least three? Like episodes where like, this is going to tank yeah, me. That's it. Oh, the fear ahead. factor. Yeah, yeah, just the fear, whether it was real or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, I, how I many people have had five? I probably have had five. I don't know. I could think I want to I want to add to that though, because I had the absolute luxury. I think it was for two, maybe three years. I was in a mastermind, a business mastermind with Alex and Layla Hormozy, he and his wife. And I oh, love really? Yeah, yeah. Alex Sharpen's mastermind for I think it was two years, maybe three. That was when he was really champion gym lords and taking off and doing all that. It was so cool. It was here in Austin. What's so cool with working with him is you're in this room with all these types of business and it's all over the industry. And I remember sitting in a room, myself included, having a very emotional direction to my business. My business was very emotional, very visceral, which is what Craig is talking about. And it's like, okay, I'm being led there. And it would go around and Alex and Layla would pop up and be like, well, no. And they would go back to those same mindsets. What kind of yield is it going to give me? What type of, they were very clear from the start, which is why he's relentlessly growing. Right. Yeah. And this was way back. I mean, I was what, shoot 20, I was early thirties or late twenties. And I was sitting there and I was watching him and it was this relentless pursuit for the ROI for understanding the tax benefits, and making it happen. And that's why he outsped a lot of us in that mindset because he and his wife Layla were just so focused on that there was no other way around it and so that's cool that's cool Dwight I didn't know that about I didn't know that you were in had early education with them that's cool all right the last thing guys we're on we're about an hour 14 I know Dwight's on I'm 14. not Dwight's, on 14. <laughs> Dwight's fresh I'm just <laughs> starting. <laughs> He's going to get to two hours solo yeah. I'm collecting my coins right now I'm feeling good <laughs> The last one is going to be, I'm not even sure. I might just cap it and say, all right, that was good for, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Guys or, or guy marketing is just so daunting. I don't even know where to start. I just, it just seems like way too much. You know, I have a practice, never really done much, but I don't have time. I don't really know what to do. Trey. So most people are going to go to external marketing of which I do not do very well. So I, I focus on the branding and the patient experience. That's where I would say what y'all have talked about many times, which I agree with 100%, call your patients, say hello. Yeah, the cheapest marketing. Know, increase the, the touch points. That's for build your, build your, build your, yeah, the three R's, the return, review, refer. You want people that are going to do those three things, so ask for them. And once you have a patient experience that's legitimate and, and improved, no matter, I mean, patient 500 dentists in a room, how many have a shitty one? No one raises their hand, but you know, a lot of them have terrible right. patient appearance experiences. So everything can be improved. So come from that vulnerability and go make it better. I love that. I'm processing it all because I'm actually just thinking in my head, like, what if, like, what if you only focus that? Like, what if you, yeah. what if you said I am prohibited doing any ad spend? in right. the rest of my practice. And I'm just, this is a hypothetical, but you wanted to grow. Like, 
Do you guys think that you could do it if you were 100% of your marketing efforts were just what Trey said? Yes. Would it be slower or the same? I am. I am that person. Yeah. Okay. I don't have apps. I played with, I got with Trey Miller and we have played around in one practice on Google ads. And then I kind of said it and forgot it and didn't worry about it. That's really the only ad spend I've ever done. Everything mm -hmm. else is patient experience in that. And the answer is yes, it's slower. From, okay. a, from a startup, I have a startup going right now, three months in, it is a slower process, but mm -hmm. it works and it works fine. You just, if you're in a hurry, you got to change it. You know, that was a big focal piece, the summit. And really what we were basically, con you know, saying that like everything is kind of the patient experience. It's not this one bucket or silo of things that like, oh, make some cookies and put a cookie, make, put an Otis Spunkmeyer cookie machine in your office. And now you have a great office experience. Mm -hmm. It was the whole way from... You know your awareness online do you book a patient yeah. and are they greeted by name and like there's a million not a million there's a couple hundred little little things that you can do that add up to and i'm not saying we have wrote the book on it but it's, it's ideas of how to be intentional with that experience and i say that's the arbitrage or competition meaning that like the aspen's opening up in the world like you're scared of the dso opening up next to you then like double your ground game because they ain't gonna do that they ain't gonna do yeah. that like you yeah, right. the ROI, I did it. We did a recent calculation on ROI of spend on different advertising modalities and return on the investment. And the ROI of our internal marketing is freaking crazy, like thousands of percent ROI. Right. It is higher, crazy. Higher yeah, so crazy. Yeah, so I feel like, like that's this, under, I feel like when we talk marketing. Well, it's hard. It's hard. It requires like, work. Yeah, yeah, I feel like external marketing, I can hire somebody, I could give them $5,000, they can do it all. And then you making wait. an amazing patient experience is not, I can't hire someone to do that. Mm -hmm. I can't, it's so hard. It's like Ozembic is easy to lose weight. Going to the gym is hard. Give me the freaking shot, right? I mean, isn't that what, isn't that human nature? Yeah, it is human nature. I will say the only add to that is it got to be able to find you. And so I, I do always say, Hey, get a website up and then do some internal marketing. All the things you just said, like, just get that's bare base minimum. Like you've got to get going on that and at least make sure that people can find you and you're on some Google something or other. Cause that is a generational gap that you're going to miss out on a certain avatar. That's going to affect you. And beyond that, then you'll tip your your toe in the water beyond that i don't think you need to do much more until you really start saying i want to compete in this market and i want to consume this market and i want to overbrand this market that's a different story i want to start releasing things that have to do with my insurances if i want to release insurances well then yeah then you got to put your money elsewhere right there's so there are components to that, but still you can maintain and live out a whole practice on how good that internal experience is for your patients. hundred percent. You know how many restaurants I've gone to and different things that are the biggest secrets. They actually make it difficult to find them. I've gone to restaurants that are just doors where there's no, yeah. there's no address. There's sushi right. spots that I know of like this. It's just like you deliver massive value to your consumer. Right. You will be a raving success. Yeah. Uh, love that feedback that you all gave this. I'm pulling this up. because This was actually in the, my little breakout yeah. and it not exactly saying what we're saying right here, but there is a pyramid to what people should do, right? They should in Trey, like you're saying, it should be the, or Craig, the post-op call, the, the ground, you know, all the little, the things asking for referrals. And so this is a pyramid. If you're not, if you're listening to this on, on audio on just Apple pod, won't be able to see this, 
But essentially what I'm, where I'm going with this is so many people, Trey, like you're saying, go right to, I need to market and they jump right to the apex, which is the last step in what you should do in a marketing strategy is the paid ads. Well, right? think about this though, Peter, who's, did you just get mad that I interrupted you? Not at all. Because you made a face, I got very insecure. <laughs> it's my L of one. Anyway, yeah. think about this though, Peter, where, who is selling? What is being sold to us? No one is selling us like, so paid ads are the, are the thing that dentists are getting sold. Hire yeah. Acme SEO and give us 5,000 a month and we will create the ads for you. Hire, you know, my social media company, you know, Acme Social Media and we'll post Garfield for you on Monday morning. Hire <laughs> Acme SEO and we'll do this shit. Where is the, you know, help us, help us care about our patients and deliver more care service? Who, who right. does that? I know yeah. we do that at Bulletproof, but who does that? You know, so it's show me the money and I'll show you the result. Yep. You know, compensation drives the outcome. So there's a lot of marketing dollars of SEO and what that are that are able to be harvested. I know dental advertising companies that are that are generating implant leads for patient for doctors, and it's a thousand dollars per lead. You know. Holy shit. They are acting as the liaison between and then being like, hey, we got a good referral. Like, right. But it is crazy that that's that is the that everyone goes to the apex as a marketing need. I'm going back to the the question, right? Like marketing is so daunting. Where do I start? Like you said, Trey, you started this whole thing off with they go right to the apex of that diagram, which is the easy button of I guess I'll spend a couple thousand dollars a month on paid ads, right? And really have no strategy around that. Meaning, oh, I'll just do Google ads, which is like ultra expensive. You talk about $50 clicks and such, right? Like that's going to wear you out very quickly. You know, if you, especially if you don't have strategy around it. Or even worse, like some of our friends in mastermind where it's like, we need, I need more advertising. Okay. If I call your office to get a new patient exam, <laughs> when can you see me? Not for six months. So now you're paying to get your phone to ring only to piss those people off. Yeah, like accepting new patients. You call, hello, when can I see you? March of 2024. You know, it's crazy. But, my, but I most often hear some, in particular, new young doctors that are opening their practice and they hear the one-off of this guy danced on a video camera, posted to social media and talked about that. off, right? Which is great and wonderful, but that's hmm. outlier. Let's build a foundation. If you're going to invest in yourself, invest in your business, invest in anything. What is have the irony that, that came up twice without Dwight? And he sold, by the way. We but, all like, talked like, about that like example, that. actually. Oh, really? Richard Constantine example. And you brought, and you weren't even here. And then you brought it up a second, a second time. Oh, we're, we're all on a connected, on a wow. connected neurospinal there, connection it, there. So I see. We have a, yeah, we, if we were women, we would all be menstruating. Right? <laughs> uh, no, negative review coming in. Here it comes. On. Here it comes. Misogynists. How You've been that? canceled. You've been canceled. Max are misogynists. That's Peter at Peter Bolden. Now, how is that misogynist? Like, I don't know. I just listen. If that if it's anti-vaxxer yeah. saying that we yeah. talked about something, no, then no, then that's no, definitely. Hey, let me tell you something. I love women. <laughs> oh God! Here we go. Edit, we need to edit that out. <laughs> but that's the point. Is they will they'll jump and they'll jump over the whole the landing page, the website all the front desk stuff. And then they're just upset. They're like, well, I haven't become an influencer on social media yet, which is why my dental practice isn't successful. And I'm like, okay, let's just take a moment. And that's just how, you know, it's just <laughs> slow down, build a foundation. I love that, that, uh, that slide you had. Yeah. I think I need to 
mean, I was actually given that from actually Nathan gave me, gave me that as kind of some fodder to kind of talk. And I was like, yeah, I like it. But like, as I'm talking to you guys, I really want to like erase a couple of those things and just make them more distinct for the things that we talk about. Cause I didn't create that, that diagram, but like, yeah, like based on all the things we said and we concur with it's just, we skip, we skip steps one through three for or sure. to four and be like, wait, it's not working. For yeah, sure. Yeah. It's cause you're driving $50 leads to a shitty website that has not even a picture on you or, you know, it's a, it's a terrible experience on your website. It's how do you think the experience is going to be in your office? Like, eh. or they focus on the recent fad, right? Definitely doing my Google local services ads. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right. This is, hold on. <laughs> like you went from level you went from level zero to three, right? Like, yeah, but they went to some CE and they told them, this is what I need to do. I need my verification green check. But I might've been, I might've been the one who said that in CE you're talking to, but whatever I'll take fault. But there's a foundation to it all. All right. So we are now at 86 minutes and, and Dwight's just getting ramped up. I'm getting exhausted. And so love you guys, but we're going to wrap. Understood. Well, next time I'll be on the different calendar. Yeah. Sure. Maybe I'll just be there. Yeah, that's right. Just your whole operation. I'll, I'll buy your machine. Wait, how I is it? I do. I was yeah. waiting for a tray to be like, I got, I got you. <laughs> I got you. You don't even have to shove it around. I'll take it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Wait, you're, 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 you're going to decide the multiple. I feel like I'm in good hands. Yeah, I feel like uh, a long time ago, you said 5X. So, yeah, you did. Dwight, yeah, I'm, I'm in. Dwight's a five. We're bringing in for a five. On for I'll even on. leave you some so we can be partners. That, yeah, <laughs> that's for minority shareholdership. Absolutely. But, you know, dilute Dwight from 16% down to 2%. <laughs> but I'll have some agreements in there like Pete does. Don't be a giant. There'd be some giant. <laughs> yeah, right, Pete. Pete you're lucky to be here. <laughs> I have 2% in all the control. Yeah, <laughs> and they have exploits behind me. All right, all right. Let's leave them alone. We're spiraling. We're spiraling in the punching bag today. Yeah. Hey guys, well, appreciate you being here. And that was fun, Pete. I love you as the world's greatest dental moderator. Oh, fantastic job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You have hard to be quiet. Dwight. Dwight. I didn't. I didn't see enough. I didn't see enough to know. You didn't. No, no, no. He's the world's greatest. Hands down. Dental. Dental. All right, guys. We'll see you. We'll see everyone next time. Hey, drop. Drop us a review. We need 40 to get rid of that one bad one. Dwight, I'll text you the bad one. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, bad one. All right, guys. We'll see you. See you guys. See you guys.